All right, what's going on? Welcome back to the Inside with Irv Show. Today we have a uh, episode really geared around the entrepreneur. Look, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, I think that this episode you are really going to benefit from just for the simple fact that entrepreneurship, I think especially in 2021, has been overly glamorized. I know that I've heard countless amount of times from Gary Vee. I think he pretty much feels the same way that I do. So I would definitely have to agree with him on what I'm about to break down in this uh, episode right here, whether you are watching over on YouTube or if you are listening over on iTunes or on uh, or really on Apple or on Spotify. And that's this. I think that the entrepreneur space has been overly glamorized by the Rollies. I think it's been overly glamorized by the private jets, whether they are rentals or whether people own them or not. Uh, again, that's not to say not to say that you shouldn't go after the finer things. Um, and I think it's been overly glamorized by how easy some people really make it look. And I think that it's really introduced a lot of what I can call uh, to toxic behavior and toxic expectations of what the entrepreneur life actually is, what you can expect, and how you can actually uh, ensure that you will not only find success in this space if you so choose to proceed into it, or if maybe this is something that you may want to steer clear from because I will be the first person to tell you if you haven't done this already, uh, or if someone hasn't already told you, there are some things that you need to consider before jumping into the entrepreneur space. And by the way, this is coming from someone who's been an entrepreneur since they were 23 years old. I'm 30 now, so we're going on seven years. Um, would I go back and change anything about it? Absolutely not. So this is coming from someone who's actually in here, not someone who just cracked open a book or uh, Google searched uh, you know, myths about entrepreneurship or what's entrepreneurship really like. This is someone who's actually in the ball game day in, day out, building their business and leveraging everything that they know. And so uh, I wanted to go ahead and give you what I have here. I have six different myths, six lies, uh, maybe six half truths that you've been told about entrepreneurship. I'm gonna give you my thoughts on them and I'm going to give you the truth uh, of these topics and again, these myths. So we're gonna be doing a little bit of myth busting in this episode. So grab your pen and your notepad and get ready to take some notes because this is going to be a good one. Let's go ahead and start off with the first one and that's this. Irv, it gets easier as you go. What gets easier? I'm curious. Does getting new clients get, get easier? Does uh, having multiple meetings in a day get easier? Does having multiple co consultations in a, day, in a day get easier? Does com coming up with new content get easier? Does seeing a fluctuation in your profits get easier? Does seeing new competitors come out and do things better, faster, and quicker than you uh, get easier? You know, when people say it gets easier, I always want to kind of, kind of take a step back because I know that a lot of people mean this with a good heart unless they're just slimy and they're trying to get you with their sales pitch to maybe bring you on board into something that they're selling. But all things being equal, all things being equal, we'll keep it nice here. All things being equal, more often than not, I think it comes from a good heart of what they're really trying to say is you just kind of get numb to what's really happening. You get numb to the competition. 
you kind of get numb to someone not wanting to do business with you. You kind of get numb to having to have these days where you kind of have to just grind it out even when you don't feel like it. You kind of get numb and you get used to really, is really the other kind of language that I want to use here. You kind of get used to, right? You kind of get used to having, let's say, a month where you have where you hit $30,000, $40,000 in a month in profit and then you'll have two back-to-back months where you're wondering, okay, am I ever going to have another enrollment again? If again, maybe you're selling some type of maybe enrollment product or some, some type of subscription or, okay, am I ever going to have another consultation? Is anyone going to book a call with me? Is anyone going to go on my website and, and buy one of my products? I just ran three sales and I'm actually losing money on these sales just so that I can drive traffic into my website. And so I think that really what some of these people are seeing, and again, I really do want to give the benefit of the doubt whenever you get this kind of, I would say, thought process behind someone is telling you, is it does come in with a good heart. Does it get easier? It doesn't necessarily get easier. Entrepreneurship to me, again, this is from my experience speaking, maybe you can get a different answer from someone else, but if you're listening to me in my podcast, I'm going to tell you it doesn't get easier. What ends up happening is you actually find a more efficient way of doing things. You start to have experience to back up what you're being exposed to. So now that you had that exposure, again, coming in from your experience, you know, okay, if I go this way, this has already happened because I've tested it three, four, five, six, seven different times. So let me take this route because it is my more, my more probable reality of me being able to accomplish and get what I need to get out of this moment right here. You get quicker, you become more efficient, you get smarter, you start to have odds work in your favor. So the fact that it gets easier, the answer to that is going to get no, or going to be no. The answer to that is you, you yourself start to change and you yourself start to make it look easier than what it really is. This is why it's very, this is why you have to be very careful of who you're looking at on social media. Even if you're looking at, let's say your favorite person, they may not take it like maybe that's their intentions to make it look like it's easy or it's flash or you know life is always a paradise or they're always by the pool with their laptop out and they're always making money. Yes, that looks glamorous. Yes, that looks sexy. But you don't know how deep some of those roots actually go, how strong their network is, um, how long they've been in the business. What was their background before that? Maybe when they started building their business, they already had maybe 10 years of some type of formal training that obviously if you tack on the 10 years until those 365 days, it's going to speed up the process and they're going to make it look easier. The second myth that we want to bust here today is you are going to make a lot of money. Earth, if you become an entrepreneur, you are going to make a lot of money. Ladies and gents, gents and ladies, kids, whoever's listening right now, you may make a lot of money and you may also not make a lot of money. A lot of this comes down to how well versed you are in the field that you're getting in. Are you looking at it from a standpoint of if this doesn't work after two weeks, I'm getting out or are you, or are you willing to leave it on the line and say, you know what? I'm willing to give myself a, a six month cycle. I'm willing to give myself 90 days to learn this product. I'm giving myself six months for me to really uh, engulf myself into this industry. I'm giving myself one full year. I have a savings account saved up just for this moment because I am willing to leave it all on the line if this doesn't work out. This, there is no other option. There is no other, there is no plan B. I've noticed 
that successful people at a high level, they look at not so much how long something's gonna take in terms of, okay, if this, let's say, takes two months, then to them, that's a long time. Look, to successful people and people with long vision that actually have vision, two months is two days. Two years is two months. Listen to that right there. Because if you start to think, okay, well, I'm just gonna give my t-shirt brand or my t-shirt business um, 90 days. If I don't have X amount of followers and if I don't have X amount of subscribers, then I'm done, this isn't for me. Now take a look at something else, let's say like an Elon Musk or like a Jeff Bezos or even like a, like, like a Warren Buffett. These guys that really, we can really say really took on years of practicing what they preach and putting it to play, reanalyzing and, and willing, willing to lose money along the way because it's a two-edged sword. Yes, you could make a lot of money from being an entrepreneur. I've been making, I, I made more in one month being an entrepreneur than I did at my old job, having a bachelor's degree in uh, business management with a minor in healthcare services. For those wondering, by the way, I, I uh, do have a bachelor's degree, so I'm not one of those guys that's gonna sit up here and say, you shouldn't go to school, uh, because I do think that formal education is important, but I do think that continual learning never stops. But I say that to really make a point that you can make Again, endless money, there is no ceiling, but the other side of that is that there is no floor and you do have to have the stomach for that, which brings us into our third myth here though, which kind of ties in, in that you have to take big risks. I know that this part right here may sound a little contradictory to the first two openers, uh, myths that I just gave you, kind of like with my answer behind it, but you really do not have to take big risks to be an entrepreneur. And I know that that sounds crazy, but hear me out. The risk that you have to take being an entrepreneur is what you feel comfortable taking. If you are someone who has the stomach to be willing to swing for the fences and you're either going to end up hitting a home run every time you go up to bat or you are going to strike out, then by all means, again, if you have, if you're built that way, if you have the stomach for it, um, if you don't mind the that deep level of failure, again, the, the trade-off is going to be a high level of success. But if you are what I can call, if you want to play into the laws of averages, then you shouldn't necessarily take a look at big risks every single time you are up to bat. You should be taking small risks along the way because even though they may not bring you the biggest uh, reward on the way back, little risk, little reward, high risk, high reward, we've all heard that, right? Uh, what's going to end up happening is that it's going to kind of start giving you this confidence. Okay, I was, let's say, if you're someone, okay, I was able to, a really shy person. Okay, wow, I was finally able to post for the first time on social media uh, about my product, me actually speaking in front of the camera. That's little risk, even though it feels, for you it feels like, wow, this is crazy. That's technically considered little risk because you're not really up there losing any money. The only thing that you're kind of losing is kind of yourself along the process of, okay, that sucked, what are they gonna say? Oh crap, I didn't have as many likes as I thought I would get. That's fine. But what ends up happening on the back end is now you get more confident in front of the camera. You launch your first podcast episode. You have your first, let's say, a webinar. You have your first seminar. You maybe have you maybe open up for possibly one of your uh, speaker friends or someone that maybe brought you on into a business that you guys are now running together. 
and maybe they had you lead that training or they had you lead that sales meeting. Those are little wins along the way and, and that's that little risk that I'm talking about because what ends up happening is when you lay out these low, when you lay out kind of like the steps of low risk, you now end up having some of these bigger opportunities where you can take a bigger risk with what you are looking to do. And now that you have, let's say, a sequence of five, six, seven different types of low level risks that you took, but that you actually ended up building on, you're coming into that higher level of risk, which again is going to yield a higher level of return with, with, with what I call more confidence behind it. And so nothing changed about the risk. What ended up changing was how you confronted that risk from the experience that you are bringing into it and the confidence that you are about to uh, tackle it on head first. So that is the third myth, is that you don't have to take big risk. We just finished debunking that. Uh, I'm sorry, that you, that, that you do have to take big risk. Uh, myth number four, huge one, uh, huge myth right here. Entrepreneurship is for everyone. I have to, if you would have asked me this two, three, maybe even four years ago, I would have said yes, entrepreneurship is for everyone. But then I started thinking to myself, I said, you know what? Entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Uh, entrepreneurship isn't, let's say, specific for a certain person, that, that personality type, even though some personalities drive or, or thrive better than others. I really do believe that entrepreneurship, anyone can do it, but not everyone is willing to do it. You see, entrepreneurship isn't for the person that thinks everything is gonna be handed to them. Entrepreneurship isn't for the person that wants to have and keep everyone as their friend. Entrepreneurship isn't for the person that's always walking around wondering if they're gonna offend anyone. Entrepreneurship isn't for the person who isn't willing to unlearn and leave behind the things that they have been taught that they know they should be leaving behind because there is actually something better in front of them that's going to catapult them to the next level. Entrepreneurship is for those people that are that understand I've been doing it wrong for a long time and I'm willing to change. Entrepreneurship is for those people that are that understand not everyone is going to come on this road with me. Entrepreneurship is for those people that have a vision, understand what they need to do to get there, but don't always know the picture of how they're going to get there, but they're willing to do it anyways, meaning you don't you're the type of person that you don't need to have all the puzzle pieces in place before you actually start to try to put them together. Not saying that you can't start, again, if you're that kind of person where you need to have everything organized, everything structured, that's fine. I'm talking about, I'm talking about taking action all together and understanding that you do have to have a stomach for entrepreneurship. You do have to face rejection, whether it's from uh, losing a big deal or maybe not having as much of a social life, at least upfront with some people that you love um, and understanding that you are going to have the discipline of budgeting and not eat freaking uh, five-star Michelin dinners every single weekend for the fact that you are going to have to be able to put that back into your business. So that's the fourth one. Here's the fifth one. The fifth one is entrepreneurs can do it better than anyone else. That's one of those narratives that's also kind of been getting under my skin in social media because there's this narrative of if you're not an entrepreneur, then you're a loser. Or if you're not an entrepreneur, then you're broke. Or if you're not an entrepreneur, then you can't sit with us at the cool kids table. Or if you're not an entrepreneur, then you can't do what we do at the time that we do it, how we do it, when we do it, why we do it. Let me let you in on a little secret, friends. 
Um, right around 92% business, of businesses fail within the first five years of being in business. Uh, in fact, right around the first, I would say the first two years of people starting their businesses, whether it's an LLC or trying to get a business off the ground, I think that number is right around 72, maybe 73%, right? If you have it in front of you, you can maybe a quick Google search to see what the exact number is, but it's definitely well above 50, even 60%. I bring that up to say either they're lying about how great entrepreneurship is, or they are amongst the uh, successful, what I can call 12% or 8% at this point that are actually doing it right. But now all of a sudden I want to rub it in someone's face. This is why I'm not a big fan of some of the entrepreneur cultural that I see up there because entrepreneurship to me, you should always keep a humble spirit in anything that you do. Uh, I think a lot of people forget where they came from and what it actually took to get there. And the fact that other people are trying to find the way the same way that they did. And so we're just going to push some of these people down. And so no entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs don't do everything everything better than everyone else. In fact, if you're a good entrepreneur, you actually end up finding out very early on that there are things that you play to your strength and, are there, and there are some things that you play to your weakness, right? If there's something that maybe you're weak and you don't wanna do, that's something that you can maybe hand off to someone else. That's when you start hiring the assistant. That's when you start ha uh, hiring off the customer service person. If you, let's say, want to tackle on maybe the different side of it. For me, if I'm using myself as an example, I would want to get to the point where I, I'm getting to this point already where I would want to hire off a video editor as well as a videographer. I'm really close to doing it, by the way, uh, just because I want to get to the point where I can branch off away from my content and focus on other things in my business that I really want to put into place. But again, that comes with self-awareness and not being arrogant to think that you do everything better than everyone else, which leads us to our sixth and final point, point and that's uh, you have to be better than everyone else. This one right here, this one right here, gosh, this one right here is probably the biggest one, especially for me, because I am naturally a competitive person, naturally a competitive person. You spend some time around me, you will know that I like to compete even if it's just playing Uno. Nothing gets more personal than Uno if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but with thinking that you have to be better than everyone else, I think that, yes, that helps us in terms of a competitive edge and always working on, on ourselves. Dude, you don't have to be the best person because that's so, what I can call that, that that's such a one-sided perspective. To me, I can be the best person in my eyes. To someone else, I could be number seven. To someone else, to me, my podcast could be the third best in the world. To someone else, it could be the best, or it could be the absolute worst thing that they've ever heard. They're they're they're, they're plugging out, or they're plugging off, or they're logging off right now. They're plugging up their ears. They never want to hear or listen to me again. A lot of that stuff comes from the perspective and understanding that the world is so abundant that you don't necessarily need to be number one. You just need to be in front of the right audience that's going to accept you for who you are. So when you figure out who that is, you figure out the message of how you're going to deliver it and you figure out the timeline of how quickly you need to stay in front of them, how often and who you need to be doing business with. If your industry has five million types of people that you need to do business with, look, you don't need to be number one to get rich off that industry right there. Off of five million people, if you just do business with 10% of them, that's 500,000 people. Believe me, you're gonna make a lot of money. And so, in closing, understanding entrepreneurship isn't so much about how strong you are, isn't so much about how fast you are, but it's how you play to your strengths. So I would recommend you 
to re-listen to this entire podcast if it went a little quick and make sure that you, again, don't fall into the traps of all the myths that I just finished breaking down for you. If you found value in this content, make sure to hit that subscribe button down below if you're checking us out over on YouTube or hit the subscribe button over on I, or over on Apple if you are listening to us over on the podcast and consider giving us a five-star review because it does help this content get in front of a larger audience. Once again, I appreciate you guys listening to the Inside with Earth show. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.